0: You are about to listen to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast with me, Richard Herring. This week it is sponsored by me, Richard Herring. I am promoting my tour, The Lord of the Dance Seti. It's a hilarious stand-up show. We've got loads of four-star reviews in Edinburgh and is touring the country between October, which is probably gone by the time you've listened to this, and May 2015. Go to richardheringcom slash L-O-T-D-S, lotses. Uh, uh, slash tour, and you can find all about where I'm coming and buy tickets. Please do come and see that. It's the tour show that helps me keep uh, going with all of this free stuff. But let us now listen to some of that free stuff. It is me talking with the wonderful Sarah Pascoe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. It's been over a week since he did that half-mouth, and yet he's still stiff. I don't understand... What's happened? with you please welcome Richard Herring? Thank you very much. Love to see you all. You're much better than last week's audience, in that quite a lot of last week's audience have left. Uh, so, um, welcome to. Uh, it kept all the rest hidden, locked inside. Welcome to Rich Herring's Leicester Square Theatre Podcast. Or as some of the young, very cool people have started to call it, Rahel <laughs> Oh, fuck me. Uh, there's nothing cooler than a man yelling Rahel Esteber at the top of his voice. Uh, we've got some of the usual suspects here in the front. Nearly all, nearly all the usual suspects. I'm not sure about that. Do I know this guy so well? Hello. You were here last week. Did I talk to you last week? Because... Yeah, did I say uh, that you've got a face like one of the characters from the game Guess Who? Did I say that? Because <laughs> yeah yeah, I've got a very neat uh, bit has he got a beard? Yes. Okay, uh, so we'll go into the second row where there's some uh, likely looking lads at the second row here. What's uh, what's your name, sir? Anthony, is this what is a passes for fashion nowadays in uh, for the young people with the hat on ever? A hat, a t shirt with dinosaurs is there dinosaurs on it. Are they all different dinosaurs? That you're not a cool person, are you? I thought it, from a distance it looked like it was marijuana leaves. I thought, oh, he takes drugs. He's cool, but it's a man with dinosaurs. You are the 21st century Ross from Friends. That is what you go what, what's, what's your name? Anthony. Anthony. Yes, yeah, sorry, you did tell me that. I, I, I ran a half marathon eight days ago. What is this? What are you? Are you a paleontologist? Yes. And you like to come out wearing? Because <laughs> you know, I come out wearing just red noses all over my T-shirt. What do you do for a living? They wouldn't let you into pa- the paleontology department looking like that. What do you have a job? Do you even have a job? <laughs> Sorry, what? I've got a bit aggressive. I've got a bit. I've got a bit aggressive with a, like you know. What are you doing in my uh, front garden? Get out of here! <laughs> this <is> the- <laughs> what? What? You freelance sound engineering? engineering. How f- do you find the sound here at the? bit off <laughs> it's a bit off george it's the, it's, george doesn't do the live sound it's a bit off at the back. that's what that's what uh, george who does the sound was saying uh, he got a review on uh, on itunes is that was it on itunes netflix because he got someone said that they liked the sound on one of my dvds uh, so, he's very pleased with himself uh, and what, what's your what's your fri- what's your friend's name what's your uh, friend or lover lover, lover. <laughs> Andrew, that's nice. You look so free. You're so free. No, I, I like. I'm picturing the two of you together now, and I like it. Uh, what, what do you do? In fact, I'm getting you involved in a minute. You're you're like Ron Atkinson. You're watching in the corner. What's um? That's what he does, right? Yeah, we all know about him. What do? you, do you work in the sound? I'm really hoping because there's three of you. One of you's gonna. I work in sound. I work in sight, and I work in speech. And then we can do the three monkeys with their hands over there. Oh, again, I thought that was much cleverer than the audience. That I, I thought that was genius. What would you do? You're a mechanic. That's good. What, like in, with cars and stuff? Yeah. Could be other kind of mechanics. Uh, I scraped the underside of my car on a paving slab the other day. Anything you can do for me to help with that? Right off. <laughs> so, what happened in Edinburgh? I've been driving around quite a <laughs> you're not very good and what's the third monk <laughs> the third monkey with his hands over his balls uh, what's uh, what's your name jack jack saying saying like jack though so it is jack though, right jack. you're just very posh yeah. you really you're really posh or you've got a speech impediment on your own name jack, jack. can i call you jack <laughs> yeah okay what do you do jack uh, I work in a shop. you work in a shop <laughs> is it like prince charles's shop with all his farm produce Where, what shop is it your store? Is it, is it my store? No, Where is it? Where's your store? Is it like a... what? It sounds like a chain. I've never heard of that. No, it's, new. It's, it's a new a, chain. It's a concession in Topman and Topshop. Oh, it's in Topman, Topman. <laughs> yeah. Been, help, been They get discount on the clothes. Is that... Yeah. You're, I mean, you are the worst dressed out of all three of us. What are you charging in your lap there as well? What's going on? You've got like all... You've got like a massive battery and... Are you trying? What are you, what are you doing down there? It's like you've got a, like a bomb down there. It's ready. It's going to blow. He's the underpants bomber, but he's wearing a bomb outside of his underpants. doesn't want to spoil his underpants. I think I'm doing a great job in my head. So that is. That is <laughs> that is the main thing and what we're going to do with that is after the the show we're just going to dub in loads of laughs over all the things I said there, and I I will look really good Uh, so uh, before I do fall asleep uh, uh, it's incredible that I'm still standing Uh, it's incredible that I'm still alive I was I did say the other day I kind of hoped I would die doing the half marathon because you make lots more I've only made about 800 quid on sponsorship if I died it could be up to a million by now you know, in a way, it's selfish of me to have stayed alive. I think of all the money, scope... What scope could have done with that money if I'd just died on the run? But, oh, no, Richard Herring, you had to stay alive, didn't you? <laughs> OK. <laughs> Fucking this audience hates me. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> My wife's only 13 years younger than me. Not Steve Cooken's girlfriend's, like, 24 or something. Have a go at him. Uh, so, um, <laughs> It's all right, he's gone now. We've got the tape. Uh, so... Uh, Will you please welcome... Oh, no, I'm on... It's all falling apart. I'm on Jenny Eclair's page. I was going to introduce her as Jenny Eclair. That would be terrible. It's podcast 51. Uh, Will you please welcome uh, a woman who's best known as playing the general public in Hello Panda. (laughs) That's why we're all here tonight. Will you please welcome Sarah Pascoe, ladies and gentlemen. Sarah Pascoe. Sarah Pascoe. Come on in. How are you doing? <laughs> She's got Snoopies on her T-shirt. That's cool. That's a, more I, uh, a dress.
2: I got this dress heavily on sale, right? Did so you? I saved £180. It was £210 in Urban Outfitters, and I got it for £30. And on the way here, I was saying to my boyfriend, I got this dress for £30. And he was like, that's all it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you bragging about that?
0: <laughs> so tell us about uh, Hello Panda.
2: Hello, Panda. You're right. the
0: general public. I it? was. I was a, an extra, a
2: supporting oh, artist. Okay. They call them. So, do you know Carrie Ad Lloyd? Yes. So Carrie Ad Lloyd is my best friend from university, and her husband Ben Blaine is a filmmaker, and he made a short film, which was then picked up by um, Channel Four. It's not Film Four. Okay. For funding, and I was in the background. <laughs> And I got chatted up by Neil Edmond. Do you know Neil Edmond? I do know Neil Edmond. So my only thing was to be on a stool and not laugh while he chatted me up.
0: Oh, see. You got chatted up in the film by it. I thought you were just going to go while well, I was backstage. Also,
2: backstage. <laughs> <got> chatted up <laughs> by <laughs> Neil Edmund. Do you know <laughs> him? What a
0: player. <laughs> is he in the thick of it? Is that, is that why people all know him from? Or is he not? No, I he's, don't in, know
2: that he's, he's in lots of things. He wrote that wonderful sitcom on BBC Two with Emma Fryer, Home okay. Time.
0: Yeah. No. no one. No one knows who he is. <laughs> I. I know who you, he is though. You'd recognise
2: him. He's in lots of things. And um, who?
0: Who played the panda?
2: Um, oh, Benedict Wong.
0: Well, wow, okay. So there yeah. was someone. A, a, a man dressed up as a panda. Yeah. He Who he said hello to the panda?
2: No. So a different man was dressed up as a panda. Okay. The man who he'd been in Gorillas in the Mist. Everyone's very. He was the most famous person on set. <laughs> so, uh, it was the guy who was inside the panda. Okay. And um, and, and ben, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and when you say that
2: oh hey, uh, but it's a f- it's a film about Neil yeah. Edmund trying to get semen from a panda
0: okay that's what the it film- sounds like Michael I'm definitely <laughs> going to watch you know I don't do much I don't do much research I just look on IMDB but now I'm going to watch that one that is uh, that's pretty good now the main thing I want to talk to you about oh yeah uh, is that your dad was the vocalist with Flintlock yeah. Which most people won't know. and well, They won't know no, what I'm talking about. The
2: thing is, even at the time, they weren't that big a band. They were massive. They were massive. They were massive.
0: He was, the guy was in The Tomorrow People.
2: Yes, Mike Holloway was in The yes. Tomorrow People. Yes.
0: The original Tomorrow People, which was my favourite TV show. John John from The Tomorrow People, who remembers him? No one. <laughs> so, do you remember the bloke who was in some of the... He came in Tomorrow People quite late. He wasn't in the original series. <laughs> Not it's not looking good Well, her dad my, my was in a band with, with that guy and was and in one, the Tomorrow People one
2: episode of the Tomorrow People yeah. so think about my dad so my dad's in a band when he was 17 he left it when he was 19 he grew up in Dagenham. he's very sad being in the band and they didn't have any kind of chart success so now though it says on my Wikipedia oh Sarah Pascoe's dad was Derek Pascoe from Flintlock and people go oh so were you a millionaire <laughs> <laughs> oh did you have one of those sheltered lives and that's why you're a comedian <laughs> now
0: <laughs> well but also your great grandma was a Rosa Newmarch, so did you the just music look at my writer? Wikipedia page? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's how, <laughs> like, that's like, how I you've start. You've met me and we've done <laughs> gigs together. No, that's where we start.
2: <laughs> yeah, so Rosa Newmarch. So she's really interesting, actually. Yeah. So She's my great-great-grandmother. She, Her husband was very ill in a time where women couldn't really earn money and you, and you couldn't have property or anything like that. So her husband's very ill. She had to do something to raise money. So she brought over um, Russian composers from russia and uh, and um, that was the beginning of bbc proms was uh, was that actually and, and so her letters have been sold at sotheby's or to tchaikovsky and people like that and she's got a prize in her name at one of the music schools for a hundred pounds
0: <laughs> it's not bad not many 19th century people on uh on uh wikipedia and she's got her own entry yeah do you think she ever met Rasputin and do you think she had sex with him? And do, I'm you obsessed think, with Rasputin. do you think that I am obsessed hey, with Rasputin hey, and do you think you're related to Rasputin hey, It's therefore? the big
2: expose. Yeah. Yes, she did have sex with Rasputin. <laughs> Definitely. I, I was up in the loft one day <laughs> and I came across a chest and it said, do not open in <laughs> Russian. Uh, and I opened it and it was all of the pictures that they're drawn of each other. This is back before sexting. So <laughs> if you wanted to send Rasputin a sexy picture, you had to draw it yourself and then send it by carrier pigeon which yeah. is what she did and yes, I'm one-eighth Rasputin
0: I, f- <laughs> I feel that you are mocking me <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I like Rasputin and she was in St. Petersburg in 19, the 1910s so she, would, she might have seen him walking running,
2: around
0: running past. <laughs> <laughs> he liked running around <laughs> was no one. No one else is as interested in Rasputin as I am. Okay, let's. We'll do it now. We'll get out of the way. Uh, though I thought again. I th- I always worry with female guests about going to dirty brick confessions. Oh, so Brit treat them differently. Well, I just worry. Oh, I only yeah. worry about. It. I don't treat them any differently. It's just the only difference is I don't care with the blokes. <laughs> but the a lot of the things that come up on there towards women aren't, aren't as amusing oh
2: I see that's all I'm worried okay, about okay.
0: they're just a bit more graphic but yours aren't yours are alright yours <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or not that you're the people who fancy you are quite I, a lot amusing. of them
2: myself uh, <laughs> this is something comedians do comedians do this in groups sometimes looking at each other's on this so you have to make sure you've got some
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I haven't had one for ages. i kind of assumed people would start keep putting them up just to get read out on my podcast, but they, they don't, it's too it's too far to go. Even that, even to pretend to imagine having a fantasy about me is too much. Uh, okay, this one I would actually I would actually listen to both a Nickelback and a Calling album ten times over if it for some reason meant I could have a night with Sarah Pascoe. <laughs>
2: I would love it if that was the code. (laughs) (laughs) Against my will, (laughs) if someone ever listens to a Nickelback album 10 times, I just (laughs) materialise. It just, what did you do? I mean,
0: even if you don't like Nickelback. That doesn't seem like that many times. It doesn't like, oh no, I've had to listen to Nickelback 10 times, so I get to have sex with Sarah Pascoe. It just seems slightly insulting to me.
2: Does it? Yeah.
0: Oh, I took it as should, a huge compliment. It should be something harder than that. I, I'm prepared to spend I like think... six hours of my time listening to some records I don't like.
2: Oh. Okay. It's not, it's not I mean, that good, how, is it? What I'm, get, what I'm getting from this is that you might like Nickelback.
0: I don't like it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know who could, the uh, calling are. Hmm. Oh, that's how. What do I? Do you know, Do you
2: they're know who the calling are? Don't worry about it. Don't don't worry worry about
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> are they better or worse than Nickelback? <laughs> they're be- better, but some people oh. say worse. Oh, worse. <laughs> Is anything worse than Nickelback? I don't know. <laughs> Similar. <laughs> <laughs> In the, that's the guy who, who, who put the thing on the <laughs> print comedy fashions, clearly. Uh, okay. Uh, Sarah Pascoe's eyes make me wet. <laughs> Which sort of suggests to me like, that they're just sitting underneath you and you're crying. That's, is that... Have you... Have you used... I cry on people. Yeah. So, and uh, this is... I think, again, this is i I'm imagining that's a woman because I don't think many men would say... It's not I mean, a comp- you, I mean don't, you know, if you ejaculate in your own trousers, you technically you have to come wet. <laughs> I have never done that. I met... I met Sarah Pasco once. Uh, uh, now, now, sorry, it's just weirdly written. Now I thought she was gorgeous on telly, but in person, she is one and then 17 noughts times more beautiful than I could ever comprehend a human to be.
2: I know, that makes me worry they didn't meet me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they met Kylie <Heidi> Minogue. <laughs> if we both swung that way, she could have taken me right there all night long. Woo! <laughs>
2: if we both swung that way how how do they know I don't swing that way I don't know
0: well I presume they know that they don't swing that way and yet they find you they they find you like a trillion billion times more beautiful than any other person they could imagine even (laughs) they comprehend that's kind of insane to think.
2: It is insane. Oh,
0: yes.
2: yeah, do nice. you think these people are kind of hyperbolic about everyone? <laughs> or do you think they do pick one person oh, no. like them? What do you I, think?
0: I think they, uh, mainly. I think the one who are, talked about Santa Claus, I think, is the same one. Yeah. Who wants Steve Keegan's penis in a ribbon and... I can't, mm. I can't remember who the other one was now. But no, I think they are very... I think they're very sincere. Oh. And, and are hoping, <laughs> hoping their dreams will come true. <laughs> and I'm hoping. I, as a sort of 21st century Jim will fix it. I'm hoping I can no, make those...
2: And also, as a woman in her 30s with low self-esteem, I only ever want to sleep with these people now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's pretty nice to someone. I mean, it's sort of weird. One and 17 noughts times more beautiful than I could ever comprehend a human to be. <laughs> it sort of sounds like they might not be human themselves.
2: You think a puppy wrote it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
0: it was, or a, an alien of some kind. Yeah, it could be. I never thought I would find a human attractive... <laughs>
2: They <laughs> haven't got enough heads <laughs> yeah.
0: but also it doesn't say how little they comprehended a human because if they if they thought like the most attractive a human could be is not percent then you're just 1% yeah so That's still better that, than all other good. humans,
2: Richard. I'm still taking the <laughs> you're, you're
0: still top of the human. Uh, great. Uh, so um, let's, let's go into an emergency question. I asked foolishly, just threw away a brilliant... Uh, well, it was a terrible emergency question. You're going to have to subscribe. for I asked the asparagus one, the asparagus wee one backstage, because I thought, I can chuck that away. Nothing ever good comes out of that answer. You would not... It was, I'm literally going to go on Facebook and put. I asked this woman about whether a wee spells of asparagus. You will not believe what happened next.
2: <laughs> and you will click on that and be disappointed,
0: <laughs> as you are with all yeah. of those things. No, I think I think there would be. My audience would be amazed. So you're going to have to subscribe for a pound a month to hear that answer. What a shame. Uh, let's ask the new emergency question uh, to you. If, would you rather, if you had to choose uh, between dating? Oh, yeah. the I'm gonna say I asked it data. to Cook in a slightly ruder way. Uh, but the date would end in full section So for me it's more
2: romantic.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's there's some romance. It's usually dating So have to be
2: seen in public with this thing.
0: Yeah, that's true. Which are the data man, as I think you know, who was a six foot penis. Uh, but
2: I have dated a wearing... six foot penis. <laughs> <laughs> six foot seven, in fact.
0: <laughs> was it Stephen Merchant? <laughs> 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 I mean, it's quite, there aren't many of them around. but Most of them have been on here. I can give you like two Greg others. Greg
2: Davis is six foot seven as well.
0: Also okay. not here. Okay, also good. I was going to go on to, to Greg next, uh, so to speak. If It was a man who was a penis, but he's six foot tall. He's got a face, The penis has a face and a mouth. So, okay. you know, the, you can kiss the penis. Oh, lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> and it will kiss you back. Oh. Uh, and it's like, a you know, and it'll talk. Richard, and what
2: are the downsides <laughs> to this scenario?
0: And it's a really <laughs> massive penis. I mean, just too impractically big. Mm-hmm. or a man who is is a normal man but instead of penis he has a tiny man in his trousers that will that has is, a
2: mouth and a face yeah there's a that little man talk
0: he can yeah he has his own personality they're not really connected in any way apart from the obvious
2: yeah that guy with the tiny man
0: yeah everyone's gone for that no one has yet gone for the gigantic, <laughs> gigantic ok Richard... Penis
2: seriously what am i supposed to do with that guy
0: have a chat with him see how you get on see what he's don't just judge him because he looks you're like you're like in the film the elephant man all the people who just go ah the elephant man what about the penis okay, man
2: if there were three choices and one of them was the elephant man i yeah. would have chosen the <laughs> Elephant man. um what are you supposed to do with a six foot penis man Talk to him. Talk to him. And what yeah. kind of life has he had? What kind of shared experiences <laughs> well, do we
0: have? does not mean you've got many shared experiences. That's what makes him such an interesting date. You can go... <laughs> I mean, how, at what point, if you were... I knew you'd chosen the other one, but if you were dating him, okay. at what point would you bring up the fact that he was a six-foot peeler? Would okay. you mention it in the date?
2: No, no you'd, he would know already, yeah. having lived his entire life. Yeah. I presume he's, he's going to be his, around the same age as me. He's been like in his mid-30s. Yeah. And so he knows he's a giant penis. As we've walked to the restaurant, people have shouted from the other side of the street and out of cars, Oh, you dick! <laughs> <laughs> Literally, mate, like an actual, like that. So, and he just to pretend he puts his like, collar up on his coat and then goes, Oh, so where did you go to school? And then I'm like, Oh, yeah, did you have a nice time at school? No, everyone kept making fun of it. Back then, I was a small penis, um, but in school uniform. <laughs> he's going to have a te- had had a terrible life also do I want to have children with somebody and let's face it that's why we're is having dates in the first think- place I'm 33 years old yeah. where is this going and uh, <laughs> and are your genes going to mean I have a baby penis come out of me and then I have to have pictures taken with it and introduce it to my family at Christmas that I means it's going to have the same miserable life as you no thank yeah. you <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> uh, Oh, you've just got a little man on you. Let's have a <laughs> let's have a chat.
0: <laughs> that is quite a good answer, like I will give you that. It's, it feels. Feels to me like you've been asked that before. Uh, so I spent my entire life thinking, <laughs> yeah. "What would what, I do?" Which, which you were you ever rude to any celebrities when you were young? When you when you first oh. met, oh. Pete, did you? I, well, I, I think mean, obviously, me, you were meeting
2: celebrities is very odd. I don't yeah. know. I mean, you may be more used to it than I do because you react in a way, your body reacts in a way, as in this person is familiar to you already. I, I know this person, and you don't. I worked on stage door at um, Wimbledon Theatre once uh, for about four months, and I. I never got used to the fact that celebrities came in. To uh, David Tennant came in to visit Richard Griffiths, for instance, or Martin Clunes came in once. And you react; you want to say hello, and you can't. And then, so instead, you go bright red, and they know why you're going red. And you go, "Oh, sorry, I'll just call for him now." what's your name <laughs> like knowing that you both know exactly who they are and people are so like nice but it must be very difficult for people i used to um when i was uh, because of how my mom and dad met actually so my dad was in a pop band and my mum used to stalk him and she um she used to sleep outside of his house and she um uh, eventually waited till he wasn't in that band anymore and got with him she waited out every all of the fans and um so I thought that was how you got a boyfriend. And I picked, <laughs> I picked Robbie Williams as my person. And so I, when he left Take That, he came to London. And me and Cheryl, my sister, ran away to meet him. And we slept outside the big breakfast in Stratford. He was guest presenting to meet him. And this is an interesting aside. But um, I then, when I was 19, accepted a job working with his dad. Because I thought, his dad's a singer. And I thought, if I work with him, I'm definitely going to meet Robbie Williams. And my obsession in my brain was always that I would bring him back down to earth. Because um, like, I could really see his insecurity and in how he doesn't want to be shouted out that people love him all the time. He just wants to be made beans on toast and understood. And so <laughs> I was really sure that I'd be that person, that I'd be so blase with it. So I worked with um, Robbie Williams's dad. This is in 2001. And um, last week, it's on tonight. This is a side, but it won't be when your podcast is out. It would have been already been on. I did Nevermind the Bosscocks. And it got to the lineup round, and they went, Sarah, go and stand in the lineup. And I was like, why? And they made me put on a p- T-shirt saying, I am Sarah Pascoe, with all these other blonde girls, and then they brought out Robbie Williams, his dad. <laughs> <laughs> and he sat in my chair and had to try and remember which one I was. <laughs> with the whole introduction of, she worked with you to try and meet your son, did you know? And he was like, I had no idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and did he recognise you?
2: He'd been watching the record. No idea. <laughs> so he, so that, that so helped. So he faked it. OK.
0: <laughs> and did you meet Robbie Williams? No. He didn't even meet But him. I'm
2: glad I did it now. Because imagine if I had met him and he hadn't fallen in love with me. Now yeah. the lie I can tell myself is he met his current wife and she sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I would not want to get in the way of that with our true love.
0: <laughs> have you seen the film Sliding Doors? It's a really good film. film. Yes, it... <laughs> about, about, um, I have about seen
2: Sliding how... Doors. It's because
0: like, if different things happen, different things would then happen afterwards.
2: Hey, there's a whole knock-on effect it is, every so... time we get on public transport, guys. Uh, yeah.
0: Or near any sliding door. Or just doing anything. It's not just Actually, about sliding doors. that's
2: what's not fair, is that there should have been other doors in that film, because there are other kinds of doors. Um, revolving doors? <laughs> yeah, there are. If that's broken, and you have to walk through a different static different door... That's wasted two seconds of your time. Yeah. Oh, different life. Or what could have happened if you'd gone straight through? Or
0: you get in a revolving door and accidentally revolve round... Ah, oh, uh, you're already then outside then the you have, building. you have to go back in again. Or you've already met spent. a guy yeah.
2: who's outside who you would have missed because yeah. <laughs> you would have been signing in at reception. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you uh, want to write a film? Yeah,
0: I do. I've got quite... Can we call it revolving door? Can we call it different doors. kinds of doors? Yeah, different kinds of doors. <laughs> and it... the impact they have on different future events, <laughs> depending on that, how and, and when hate. you enter them. And the
2: poster, and hey, guys, stop laughing? This is really good. Also, <laughs> also, the poster should be an advent calendar and on the tube, and then people can open the doors yeah. and see who's behind there. Yeah? yeah. Christmas no. 2016. <laughs> if they 2016? open the door
0: and there's chocolates in there, that'll be good. Yeah. Just, I'm just thinking from my own point of view. You
2: would that like a that little could be some
0: free chocolate.
2: Would you eat a tube you f- a, a chocolate you found on a poster on the tube?
0: Yes. <laughs> I would trust it. if it was advertised in the film. Different kinds of doors that lead are entered about, in different but, ways but, and lead to different oh. future events. But
2: exactly, what a murderer would do. Yeah. A murderer would see that advertising campaign and go, "I'm going to put poison chocolates in there." Yeah. And then you come along. Someone's already eating the genuine chocolate, and you've got the poisoned one out. Now yeah. you're dead.
0: But then that's a new film in itself, isn't it? That's the... That's the sequel. The thing with sliding doors, I can't believe there was only one of them. That is, that's why Peter Howitt from Bready just rested on his laurels thought, yep, done that. Just do, just do a film about a different thing happening from the original sliding door. She misses that tube and then gets on a different tube. It's all about the girl. What people don't realise about sliding doors, yeah. the actual thing that changes history is the girl on the stairs on the way to the tube there's a girl oh. on the stairs and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow is running down the stairs and in one reality, the girl gets in the way and yeah. the other reality, the mum pulls the daughter out of the way. Yeah. So that film should be called Little Girl.
2: Little
0: Girl. <laughs> mo- mo- moving Little Girl. Moving. Little Girl little girl who moves. I mean, you, know, you get a lot of DVD sales for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny, aren't you youngsters? Coming here with your proper jokes... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just pretending I'm a Mock of the Week. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Have you ever done Mock the Week? I haven't. I've never been. I've, I was thinking... Would you I, like to do it? I don't know if I would like to do Mock the When I saw it, I was talking backstage about the... Which I talked with uh, James Acaster last week about the Mock of the Week that uh, they did recently with quite a lot of younger comedians yes. in it, which did feel like a different... Uh, Vibe going on and improved it. I don't really like it as a program, but, from, but ma- mainly from the past when it was much more yeah. gladiatorial See, and I had stupid. It, I
2: had it in my head right from beginning of starting off being a stand-up, and realized I wanted to be a stand-up. I wanted to be on that show. Right. So there are some comics who look at it and think, "Oh, I didn't want to do it." Whereas I'm the kind of comic that you wouldn't think would do very well on it, and that is why I wanted to do it. I think I really had a chip on my shoulder. I wanted to prove that you could not make that you could be good and entertaining but also good-hearted and not making jokes about victims or easy jokes about weak people or I'll never talk about people's appearances, I'll never call fat people fat or old people old or uh, denigrate a politician by by what they look like. And I had such such a strong ambition to be on there and go, see, it's okay, you don't have to be like this. Whereas some programmes, they have a strict formula of how they're made and they will only stay alive if they allow different comedians in. Like James Acaster who's so brilliant, and I'm sure you guys were very comedy savvy and you know, but him on that show, the producers were so shocked, as in like, how is he so funny? It's like, because you haven't been to a gig for 15 years. So you don't understand.
0: Well, what's quite interesting about all of those things, because all of those shows started about the same time as I started doing TV comedy, and they're all still there. And they're all, and even a lot of the new ones, they're all created and written Oh, sorry, some of them are written. Uh, by uh, by but, uh, hey, we
2: scripted this earlier. So.
0: By, yeah, we completely scripted it. I can't believe you got your lines so wrong on the sliding badly. doors uh, yes, thing. I can't believe it. Uh, but. Um, <laughs> So you can't just remember the name of that film twice in a row without having learnt it very carefully. Uh, but uh, you know, it's the same guys, and they do operate to the same those formulas, so that's fine. But like, even the the guys who are the regulars on Mock of the Week, from what I've seen, you know, they come up with the same sort of formulaic jokes because they have to because they do it. Well, actually, every
2: week. I I'm always really impressed by them. So people approach comedy in lots of different ways, and actually they have to be so up on the news and they also have to kind of maintain themselves as a character but they have pages and pages and pages and often a show that's between 22 minutes or 28 minutes is recorded for three hours and in that time, the people who keep it going, quite often the guests, you pop up once every 15 minutes and say a thing and in an edit, it looks like you talked but they are just going through streams of stuff that they've prepared and if someone like Dara or a host in a different show has a 20-minute riff that ends up being amazing, all of that stuff is thrown away. Yeah, and they they consistently work on it, and it is it's a real craft. It's something to really respect, I think. Although I know other comedians maybe
0: don't. I think it's you know it's it's I, I don't not respect it. It shouldn't be the main thing that comedians end up doing on TV. I think, but those, most comedians
2: don't do it. I know, they, yeah, a, no. a most of them don't yeah. do it,
0: but it's the only avenue now. So again, when I started, the, those panel shows were the on the side, and you would be able to do sketch shows or stand-up shows. And now mm. it's like it's panel shows, and maybe occasionally one of those people will go and do a stand-up show out of that. So that yeah. seems that seems unfair. I think that that mock the week it felt like for someone who likes to do sort of. Yeah. the bantery stuff of, of playing off other people it didn't seem ideal for me but I haven't ever been asked to do it yeah. I've never I've, you know, I've never I, I haven't been asked to do most of them because I, yeah. uh, I was talking about podcasting to someone uh, to a journalist the other day and I only ever even got on Have I Got News For You and, and Buzzcocks after I started podcasting so for 20 oh, yeah. years I never got on those shows uh, I've never done uh, Live at the Apollo when you look at some of the shit that's been on there <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, I find it quite insulting. Like, I've never yeah. even been asked... I was, I was asked, when it was Michael McIntyre, they said I could come and audition yeah. to be on Michael McIntyre's yeah. roadshow at the Comedy Store. Yeah. It was on a Monday, so I couldn't do it. So you didn't do it? No. Oh. So on Monday I was doing this, so I couldn't do it. But also, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, I've gigged with Michael McIntyre yeah, so he, he could say whether I could do it or not. So whatever. But it is odd thing.
2: So whenever people... So the people who make these kind of shows as we all know like but they do they do approach comedy like there is a formula it's a science yeah. and quite often that is a kind of an algorithm of youth and new you plus people that we trust and people that we represent and it is and it and it is always baffling so you say that and I think god that's so weird that you haven't been on those kind of things and so and and obviously there must be some kind of resentment there or <laughs> like,
0: I don't know. I was I was sort of surprised that I eventually got kind of. I think maybe I would resent it in the nineties when I wasn't being. But then I was sort of surprised when I got invited on, and then it sort of very quickly stopped. I was on. Have I got news for you? Twice thought I did okay. It was on Buzzcocks twice. Thought I did okay. Um, But uh, you know, then. But there are so many people. I'd rather it was more people. I I sort Mm -hmm. of. I generally think. Don't not not the week that. You don't need the regular people there. Yeah. They can come in. They can be in there four times a series or something. But you don't. There's no need to have the regular. Just get. Let's get shitloads of people on it. And as long as you have some people who've done a few people who've done it once or twice. Mm-hmm. The new people can... I think the first time you went, went on, it kind of felt like there was Gary uh, Delaney was on. Oh, yeah. It was. It felt like quite a supportive Oh, really supportive,
2: atmosphere. yeah. So Gary, he was really, really helpful beforehand. The warning they tell you on Mock the Week is the audience don't know you, no one will laugh at you, but it's a TV programme, not a gig. So what you mustn't do is die inside if every time you speak it's tumbleweed. <laughs> and you do, you have to go like, <laughs> 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 like... when no one is laughing at you. and that was, So Gary was so kind, and obviously... Because he's married to Sarah, they're such a supportive kind of powerhouse. They want everyone to do well.
0: Yeah. No, but that's not. But it does feel. But that that it sort of feels time. And even speaking as an older generation yeah. comedian, it feels time that that you know that it should yeah. move on to be... because yeah. also there are so many new comedians coming through yes. i mean just ridiculous numbers so it's really hard to get a foothold and get anywhere yeah and there so, is a
2: there, and there is a trickle down effect i know lots of people complain about tv being the only way you get but lots of the people who would be guesting on these kind of shows now still play gigs all up and down the country they're not we're not hugely touring we're not taking ticket sales from other people what we're doing is making kind of little local gigs hopefully fill up one month so that yeah. people go back for the next three months. Hopefully, it does kind of keep the industry flourishing yeah. in some ways.
0: Well, I think maybe, but I think it, you know, I think you just you just need to do two or three, do well on two or three of them, and I think it will have a have an, uh, have an effect. Mm. I mean, you've done you've done the live at the Apollo as well, haven't yeah. you? And so and and, and like. Me. I've, I've, been, I've been going for... I,
2: actually, I've done it twice. 30, yes. I've actually done it uh, twice, sorry. so I, yeah. feel, I feel a little bit like I should have said, hey, maybe you should ask Richard <laughs> the second time they called, like, guys, I've done this now.
0: <laughs> I did um, the Russell Howard's Good News, that slot that they have for new comedians. Yeah. <laughs> I did,
2: Don't I you did. get paid £1,000 <laughs> for 15 minutes of material?
0: I, I can't remember. But they... <laughs> Can is, you not remember? I can't remember. It isn't
2: was... that your production company? Yeah. <laughs> your agents are... Uh... It is my agent. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, my agent's running. That's how I got the job. And I did... <laughs> I did... Uh, and I actually think Russell... Russell uh, was uh, like a fan of Mine and Stu's. So I think it was actually so Russell So he's,
2: he's still trying to give you a leg up, Just saying, yeah, i
0: <laughs> But that was... that was, nice. That was one way... Because I went on and it was all, you know, 16 or 17-year-old girls and young men. And, you know, and I went on and did my filthy stuff about, uh, you know, anal sex and... They were all kind of saying, we're like, People that but,
2: old still had sex. But
0: I just and they didn't, you know, they didn't get it. there Was really nothing in the room. But I just did it. I just did it all to the camera and did it as if it was working well. Yeah. And then it looks really good. Yeah. So it's it's, it's it's exactly. There are some people who do. tell
2: you, especially into like like live the Apollo style gigs. If you have an amazing gig, right, as in like the audience, you feel like you're flying. The audience clap after jokes, and you can't help it. Your face goes smug, and because you have to wait, you have to wait for the clap. Those ones look awful on television. Because you're watching at home going, why are they clapping something about beds? Why are they clapping this? Why they, is this is shit. But whereas actually if you have quite a bad gig, so you keep your pace up yeah. and it edits together and a big clap at the end that they've added on, and then you watch at home going, all right, okay, I see something going on there. So it's actually about, like you want to have like a quite bad to mediocre gig. That's why, <laughs> that's why
0: they should have me on. <laughs> I can do that. So um let's talk about sperm because you uh, oh, yeah. you've talked about let's talk about you've sperm. You've talked about sperm because I wrote yes. uh, this book Talking Cock. I don't yes. know if you've read it but uh, you yet. can buy it from gofastestripe.com. Uh I might you can have that one can for I? free. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I can. Yeah, because it's do- it for me. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'll draw a big <laughs> cock on it. that's what Thank I do. You. Uh so uh they, but you talk about in your in your current show. Yes. You talk about uh, the the kamikaze sperm, yes, which I'm always selection. fascinated with. There's loads oh, yes. of really well. There's loads of fascinating stuff about the history, okay, thing, which I think you. you can, I haven't seen it, yeah. your show, but my uh, my wife has talked to me about your show. There's lots of your there's... wife
2: saw my show when I did it to six people on the day of the World Cup final, and that is a sign of a real friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she loved the show, but that is kind of it. It, it is interesting this idea that within. Uh, sperm, yeah. they're a sperm that are, have evolved in yes. order to kill the sperm of so, other men. Yeah.
2: So they didn't know for ages. So men had two kinds of sperm, kamikaze and egg getters. Kamikaze have got a shorter tail and they can't fertilize an egg. So they look like this byproduct. So they didn't understand what they did until in tests in labs they mixed together semen from different men and suddenly these kamikaze guys woke up and started attacking the other man's egg getters. And then this is where they realized that actually. Um, there are hormones that a man can secrete that make his sperm more aggressive. And they form, if a man thinks that his partner is cheating or sleeping with other men, he releases this hormone and his kamikaze ones can become like a a ring around the cervix waiting for whoever comes. It's so amazing. And um, so obviously, this has gone on for millions of years, we've evolved from a, a, a kind of ape... Um, but, it, but so what's so interesting about sperm selection is that women, our female ancestors used to have sex with lots of, di- of different men throughout the evening and um, inside her sperm fights and the one that will create the healthiest child based on her DNA is the one that makes it to the egg and uh, all of the Victorians people like Darwin were Victorian so all the first <laughs> all the Victorians were Darwin which means that they were Victorian well, I mean, all the first anthropologists were Victorians people like Darwin so they ignored all of this because um, they didn't think that women were sexual they thought that we were coy and that we were nurturing and so now science is just finding out that actually in terms of history women have a whole dynamic sexuality that involves fancying lots of partners not just being attached to one which is the kind of current model it's really interesting look it up on the internet <laughs>
0: <laughs> but also in the 19th, it was really late that they realised that uh, women had anything to do with the actual reproduction of the baby. So the idea yeah. they, oh, in yes, the 19th it, century d- they believed that men just planted their seed in the soil of yeah. a woman, so and a Arist- baby would Aristotle grow out. Aristotle
2: came up with this first of all. He said women were soil that a, men, a man pl- planted his seed in, and then the seed, and then so the only men were related to their children. Yeah. yeah, they didn't think it was anything to do with, which is why people like Henry VIII. So he kept having his wives killed because they couldn't have male children, didn't realise that that was in the male sperm.
0: Same with Chris Eubank.
2: <laughs> Chris <laughs> Eubank. He had no idea, yeah. He had no control of that. Um, yeah, so it's, it's the male sperm that decides what gender but the child is. But it's kind of
0: insane that, when you know, you know that, oh, maybe in Greek times they thought this... In the 19th century, it wasn't until they looked and went, oh, there's an egg in there as well. They thought <laughs> yeah. that there was an homunculus. They thought that a yeah. sperm was a little man. Yeah. That you would just plant and it would just grow yeah. into a man. <laughs> like, well, a baby, first of all. We're I mean, quite, quite sort of Benjamin Button, otherwise, isn't it? Not, that's not a nice birth, giving birth to Benjamin Button. Unless
2: you really fancy Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it would be a bit like having a, a six foot penis in you, I suppose. Uh, so, uh, yes, well, that's. I'm, 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 it's, it's kind of fascinating. It's as close as science gets to saying all women are whores, basically, the killers were. <laughs> That is um, that is as close as it gets. It's um, going. Okay. Um. We have to have these because all women are whores. So <laughs> <laughs> there has to be the killer. Well, sperm. women women
2: are definitely sexual, and I think yeah. that's something that any of us now would say. Oh, that's so obvious. We're, we have urges and horny periods and and fantasies and this whole world going on, but actually even like back to our parents' generation that wasn't an acknowledged thing and that's what's really scary is when you go back even 50 years and realise oh, w- wives were at home desperately sexually frustrated never having had an orgasm with the man that they'd married and then everyone going she's hysterical I wonder what's
0: wrong with her huh?
2: <laughs> fucking hell <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's also scary everyone. it's the idea that men would be uh, having that kind of sex with their wives as well that yeah. wouldn't be because...
2: also, but they were so repressed that they didn't know what to do or they were too scared yeah. they would never look at their wives Naked, all of that, that all of the shame around it—it's really, it's really sad because yeah. it ruined people's lives.
0: Well, my wife has an amazing routine about uh, the creation of vibrators, and uh, which I can't go into. It's her routine. It's good, isn't it, though, Katie? <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> an interesting routine. Check it out when she does her next show. I, think it's, I don't think it's the only time you're going to see it. Uh I realized I was going to start doing that so oh and yeah. more we have a lot of we have, there's a lot of crossover uh, between you and me. You okay. are obsessed with uh, well I've read an article okay. about swimming lane etiquette annoying you the etiquette oh. of swimming lane. I am really fucking uh, obsessed I, so, so with I this. don't
2: drive. Do you drive? I do drive. Okay. So I cuz I don't drive, I've never had that experience before of being very, very irritated by bad manners, right. by people, slight things that you can do that make everyone have a nice time. And um, yeah, and when you're swimming, all you want is just to be in a zone. You don't want to have to be... Always conscious of other people and their bodies, and so yeah, it can be difficult. Why? What's your thing?
0: Well, I just hate people not obeying the rules of it and not working the slow, medium. Yeah. I've got so much. I've got. I could honestly do a whole yeah. podcast. I think I have done about yeah, this. Yeah. But, but so, it's like so. If you're you, but also you've got to judge it by the, the, the people in the pool, the not pool, by not by your belief the, of what your exactly. standard is. So,
2: so different areas. I don't know if you've had this. So, if you have a gig outside of town, you might yeah. go to their swimming pool. And people have different speeds. So, Colchester, where my mum lives, <laughs> their fast lane. It's like, it's like Swiss cottage is slow. Yeah. S- Swiss cottage is say. it's
0: Colchester's fast. In Wait. Colchester, essentially, uh, the really lazy yeah. sperm in an yeah. ejaculation. <laughs> They're all like those yeah. ones that are kind of have two heads. And... Yeah,
2: they had a laptop on yeah. there too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas um, Lewisham, where I live now... I'm a fast medium, oh, yeah, okay. and I'm, act- I'm not. I'm a Swiss cottage slow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm slow, but you know. Yeah. But sometimes I'll judge it. Sometimes mm. it's all old ladies in there. Then I'm super fast. I know,
2: but this is the thing: is I feel really bad about it because when it's older people or overweight people, I know it's so great that they've gone swimming. It's so great they're all here, and it- and it's- I hate myself that I resent them for swimming one key and being in the just way
0: swim in the right and I do it when there are arrows in the thing yeah. obey the fucking out. it doesn't care if you're the only person in the lane obey to, the um, arrows yeah
2: obey the arrows because
0: what if two people suddenly get in there's, I hate it when two people get in and there's arrows and the other person goes should we just divide the lane into two I'm no no, do we do, shall do, do you say do you, something to, to them yeah I, well I try to I, I do it I, I usually let them do it yeah. but let <laughs> exactly-
1: but, but then I,
0: I can't swim because then I'm thinking as I'm backstroking yeah. down the wrong way up a thing, no. someone else is going to get in yeah, and not see me and swim into yeah. me and that, what kind of disaster will that be? Uh, yeah, so no, I have runner.
2: found it's so much better. Like, so first of all, you get angry and then you have to stop yourself and then you stop and go, hey, can I take over you next time? Or hey, should we all go the same way round? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's fine. Is it? Yes.
0: am not sure.
2: Oh, my mum. My mum swims much more than me and she how bad is this she will tell the lifeguard to tell them off
0: <laughs> she'll be like excuse me <laughs> I've had that though I've had a lifeguard come and tell me off and make me move to the slow lane
2: yeah I've had that when
0: I am in the right lane and like, there was three people in the middle lane there were like five people in the slow mm-hmm. lane and I was faster than all the people in the slow lane uh, but I was a bit slower than the two people uh, in the middle lane but I was still in the correct lane suing purgatory. I was still in the correct lane <laughs> Then she asked me to move down. I said, there's five people in the slow lane. That's insane. Get them people who are fast in the middle lane to move up to the more empty fast lane yeah. if, if you're going to do your job correctly. Ooh, or get the people from the slow lane. Don't come at the... me. I am... <laughs> you don't know how much I think about this. I'm in the right lane. I've swum one length as well. It, was like she'd, uh, it wasn't like I'd done five lengths. People like, I'd done one length. She came up yeah. to me. Can you move to the slow lane? I was just... That was my warm-up length. Did you say I've that? just got going. You can't judge the speed yet. As it happened, it was quite a fast one. But you're not to know that. Mate, till I've done ten, do an average of she the will speed. She would have known the way
2: that you breathed when your head came up.
0: I will, have known yeah. if you were like... I might, I, no, my head's always above the water, so that's, that's a telling
2: <laughs> You don't put your head underneath. No. In the slow lane, mate. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can go pretty fast. No, you can't. I can't. <laughs> But if it's all really slow people in the slow lane, you've got to change them.
2: I know, it's awful.
0: Well, we could talk about know, this. It is, all. A, let's, let's talk about this for the rest it, of the it, podcast. It's, it's a
2: philosophical dilemma. Would you rather be the fastest person in the slow lane or the slowest person <laughs> in, the in the medium lane? <laughs> what would you rather be?
0: I would rather be correctly in the medium lane... <laughs> Sometimes the fastest person in the medium lane is the slowest person in the fast lane. That's what they can't accept. They, they're thinking, I want to be the fastest person in the medium lane. That's a sad so, aspiration. There are days when
2: I love being the fastest person in the slow lane. I like lapping people. Like, it feels
0: great. But there's loads of people in one. Come on, balance it. Just a mad... Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Dealing uh, with
2: the important things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so your boyfriend is oh, yes. also a comedian.
2: He's a brilliant comedian. Well,
0: let's not go that far. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my boyfriend is brilliant. Yeah.
0: Well, and, were, and a brilliant comedian. Has he been on Live at the Apollo? He's come to watch me live at at the Apollo. Because that means he is good if he has not been there <laughs> No, he is... hasn't
2: been on Live at the Apollo. Oh, okay. But he's really brilliant. I met him from being a comedian.
0: Yeah, so... that's the same thing happened with my wife, who yeah. was also a comedian. Live How leader. did you
2: meet... I
0: met her at a gig the first time I met her, yeah. uh, and I thought she was great. Yeah. Uh, and then she was she's quite she not she's quite shy. I remember her. I would really like and wanted to talk to her afterwards, and I think we talked a little bit. And then I remember her sort of standing there and thinking, oh, that's nice. And yeah. then she suddenly disappeared, and then she wasn't... And it was ah. like it was a little bit like the story of Cinderella.
2: Or sliding doors. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> sliding, it was like sliding doors. <laughs> she
0: jumped uh, on a chair, And I'd really like it, but this was about nine months later. But I'd re- I remember really liking it. I remember she said she might come and see my Edinburgh show, and I was really excited that she ah, might, was going to come and see my Edinburgh yeah. show. And I was sort of looking through the door, and I, I, only in hindsight I realised she didn't come. Oh. <laughs> uh, and uh, she had something better to do. Uh, and then I went to this... Th- and then I'm, I saw her again, and I kind of just completely... Uh, was head over heels in love with Aww. her to the extent that, you know, we had to be together and you know then you're with someone for seven years go, Oh, why did I get so overexcited about <laughs> that? I could still be single, yeah. it'd be great. No, I... uh,
2: No. It's brilliant. I think that's what's nice is being able to trace it back and realising, even though consciously at the time yeah. but there's all these little kind of like asterisks going, Oh, I'm I'm noticing you, I'm aware of that person. Yeah.
0: How yeah. did you meet you met her just at a gig? We
2: had done that. A he couple of gigs, like, but like a year apart. and But we had a very long car drive, which is usually horrible with another comedian. So we were five hours from from McIntyre to Lemington.
0: Absolutely, yeah, that's.
2: And um, I just remember, I remember having a really nice time in the car and it was a really kind of sunny day. And then I'd only seen the side of his face <laughs> for
0: five hours. The thing is, the thing about him... That side of his face <laughs> is really nice. With the one side yeah. of his face, yeah. the drive, when that's it's the left-hand yeah. yeah, side, yeah, it's like really nice, but when he turns around, oh! He's nice. He's very attractive, man. A it's a Beautiful
2: boy. So that's what happens. Then so we got out of the car at Leamington, and I remember like getting my pad out on the table and getting my bag, and I had a wine, and then I looked up at him. It was the first time I'd seen him dead on. Yeah. And then I just realised, oh my God, I'm in love with him. <laughs> like it was that, and he wow. and he remembers me going bright red and thinking, "What's she blushing about?" <laughs> i thinking, "I'm about to tell him I'm in love with him after one car drive." <laughs>
0: uh-huh. And did you tell him, or did you hold it in? Hold it in. And how, for how long?
2: D- a whole Edinburgh preview. Wow! Did you?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then after the preview,
2: we had a long drive home.
0: And then, yeah.
2: Do you know on the long drive home, he said to me, um. Have you ever seen the Harry Potter films? And I said no. And he said, we should have a sleepover, we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sleepover at a boy's house. <laughs>
0: it's quite a creepy. If he'd been in the, in the car with me, it would have been a very different, very different outcome.
2: Tiny Do you like Which house? is
0: your favourite house of the, uh, of the whole of all of the different houses? You know houses? what? I'm
2: not arrogant enough to say Gryffindor. No. no so I wouldn't. I would say Hufflepuff.
0: <laughs> oh, Slytherin. my favourite.
2: No, it's not. It is. You're just saying I, that to be edgy. I don't
0: like. I don't, <laughs> no, I don't like Harry Potter. So I bought a Slytherin notebook to show how I don't like it. What a rebel
2: <laughs> I'm sure they it's... threw that ten pounds in the yeah. bin.
0: <laughs> it was seventeen pound ninety-five.
2: <£17.95. laughs> it's been eighteen pounds at a notebook.
0: <laughs> to show I didn't like Harry Potter after having just been round Harry Potter World. <laughs> And I drank a part of beer, then I didn't drink the rest of it because it wasn't very nice. So that showed J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I just left it on the side. Bet can, she's furious. Can, can we use all of this in
2: our Christmas film, <laughs> Doors? Because <laughs> I feel like there should be a character who doesn't have to go to Harry Potter World because they missed a train. <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> and they it. save fifty pounds. But my
0: my wife really likes Harry Potter and your oh, yeah. boyfriend really likes Harry Potter. Uh-oh. They that's who should be together. And that's what's both gone here. wrong there. <laughs> they're both sitting in the darkness there. Anything could be going on.
2: My boyfriend was really laughing at your thing about Hermione hands, like oh, yeah. too much.
0: <laughs> too much. I'm happy to give it a go. I'm happy I'm happy to branch out. I'm do. not
2: happy with this. No, it
0: wouldn't be it wouldn't technically be cheating because it's a fantasy. It's only like if, if he's... Do you count him masturbating him, himself as being cheating on you? If he's thinking about something okay. different than
2: Okay, this is a real... Than you. This is a real... Yeah, it's a very difficult conundrum. But I'm just imagining me coming home, putting the key in the door opening... The, this could be in the Doors film. Yeah. There's a door here. Yes. If, I, if I couldn't find my keys, yeah. I missed it, and I come in yeah. you're just both having biscuits. I'd, be, but,
0: I'd, make him, <laughs> I'd make him come really quickly.
2: Okay, so you've come... So. So, so if I find my keys, I open the door, him masturbating alone, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll go to the kitchen, or me coming, you're there,
1: yeah.
2: with your hands on his penis, going, no, it's okay, it was basically a wank. <laughs>
0: but... To make it clear, because I'm pretending to be Hermione, I would be completely covered in sheets. <laughs> <laughs> so it would just be... So that he... Because John would be... If it was me, and he looked up and me quiet eyes, and like, I mean, bro, I'd stop and he would go, well, that's not the experience I was hoping for. <laughs> but if all he can see... If all he can see is his own... If he looks down, he sees his own penis... And exactly Hermione's, exactly Hermione's
2: hand. <laughs> okay, so the, thing, the reason I feel bad now yeah. is that my boyfriend has come along tonight because he wanted to come and watch and support. <laughs> yeah. And now what he's been subjected to is you, <laughs> you acting out a masturbation fantasy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying that I've committed some kind of sex crime here by thought? <laughs> no, no, is no, that, is that, no, 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 but no, I, am, right.
2: I know exactly what my boyfriend is thinking right now and it is, I hope my mum doesn't listen to this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's unlikely. Though I might uh, just send her the clip of this bit. Let me know if you're interested. Though. I'm, I'm pointing over. I don't know if you are over there. Let me know if you're interested. Just imagine. I'm just. You have to imagine it. It's fifty quid a throw. That's, that's, that's what and that's we're going four for. Four more notebooks for you. <laughs> this notebook's very close to an end. I am going to probably uh, either uh, I might try and uh, sell this on eBay. Oh yeah! To try and raise funds. Okay. If it makes less get... than seventeen pound yeah. ninety-five, I'm going to be really, <laughs> really like, upset. I bet
2: you get less than you paid for
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. I, what I should have done was got everyone who'd been on the show to sign their page. Didn't think of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got all the Edinburgh Fringe ones in there. There's to be hundreds of different. be lots mm. of different. And one of them would be Stephen Fry and uh, Steve Coogan. That'd be worth some money, Pretty wouldn't good. it? Him signing a thing. Uh, I know his uh, email address, Steve Coogan. Mm. Yeah,
2: I saw. I, li- yeah. I listened while yeah. I gave it to you. I could you. give
0: it out now. Uh, <laughs> I bet. I bet. I think that would be a betrayal of trust.
2: You'd be up at the Leveson inquiry. <laughs> There'd be a whole separate one.
0: If oh, this is because oh, yeah. you are a, you are a vegan person who mm-hmm. does not eat um, any animal products yep. or animal uh, things. Create like if a. <laughs> if, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing at this okay. very serious I topic know, now, I Richard.
0: Of, let's say I thought something much ruder than this. If a bee deposited some honey on something, you wouldn't eat the honey, because that's come out of a oh, bee. Oh, no, so
2: bees bees, and honey is one of the, the question marks for oh, vegans. Okay. So you have vegans yeah. who eat honey, because we're a fun gang, and we have <laughs> distinctions for things. I... So my rule with honey... Yeah. I'm a very laid-back vegan. Some vegans will say I'm nowhere near strict enough. My rule with honey is I don't buy things intentionally that have got honey in them.
0: Right.
2: And I don't buy honey to, itself. So
0: things that just honey spilt onto. No,
2: like <laughs> like fat, so and breakfast if like cereals. It's like in a
0: supermarket. Yeah. There's a tray, the high shelf with honey on it and underneath there are some croissants <laughs> and then someone's knocked over the honey. I'm not saying you've done it. But someone has knocked <laughs> over the honey, and the honey's dripped on. You'd eat those questions because you know. Because they've not?
2: got butter in them. Yeah,
0: and if a do- if a if a cow had died. On near those croissants that had been <laughs> cooked and they, they just fell onto the croissant
2: I, I was in Norway <laughs> yeah. two weeks ago and um, they said they said to me on the way they said oh Norway's very difficult to be uh, vegan vegetarian yeah. and I like, okay. said okay but there's one vegetarian restaurant so I went there it's in Stavenga. it's a vegetarian restaurant in it I ordered a vegetarian salad <laughs> yeah. and it came with a beef burger on it <laughs>
0: And that's how difficult it is. You can't be too strict with these things. Your life, your life goes... But what I was going to... I, don't, I think being yeah. a vegan... I used to be a vegetarian. Yeah. Then I kind of thought...
2: Oh. Did you? Do you feel... How does it feel now when you eat meat? Does it still go through your mind? Did you completely forget?
0: No. I Now, I like to... I, I, now, if I get meat, I will eat all of the meat. Yeah. Uh, because I sort of feel the thing has given its life and its root mm-hmm. to not eat it. Yeah. Uh, I... I, I generally got to a point where I thought, I don't care about this enough to put people through the hassle. I think I slightly enjoyed putting people through the hassle, going, I'm vegetarian, so you have to cook something different for me, because I'm special. I did care about it as well, but I, think I, but I, got, I thought to myself, it's not, I don't believe in this enough to make that difficult for people. And it was like in the time when it was a bit more difficult. I also just thought I'd like to eat meat again. I also thought, I'm not saving any animals' lives by doing this.
2: Oh, so I think the opposite.
0: Well, because it's not like if I don't eat that meat, that they the, cat, the, cat, the farmer goes, oh, we didn't sell... <laughs> <laughs> all right, off you go, into the wild. No, Enjoy your... So, scar oh, well uh, there uh, wasn't any call for you, off you no, go. It's not, it's all not, that not, happens is that cow doesn't ever exist.
2: Yeah, but it's not that literal, but I tell you what does happen is, so um, we all vote with our money all the time, depending on what we buy. That's it's actually the biggest way that we vote now, because corporations are so important. So every time someone buys uh, a vegetarian substitute, you make that market bigger. Every time you go to a whole food shop or someone that has organic meat every time you create a bigger market so people start going actually we can we can raise the same money by selling less meat but they're corn fed or they live outside So actually anytime you make a healthier more moral choice it's really important although of course logistically that's why people cut you down going well if nobody ate cows we wouldn't have any cows but that's true but, but that's because that...
0: it's not like the farmers are going to go, well, let's have some cows to be no, nice. But that's
2: like saying if all human beings lived in prison and were murdered at 13. Yeah. yeah, but we're still alive, isn't it?
0: Well, that would be preferable to never existing, I think. That's the point.
2: I don't think you've
0: ever been in prison <laughs> or well, murdered. So it'd be nicer. Uh... <laughs> don't know everything about me. Uh, but, it'd be, you know, it'd be, I think I would prefer, if the choice is never existing and existing, uh, I would prefer to exist in as nice surrounding as possible. Really, so
2: if, like, if I said a species to you of animal, would only ever exist in a zoo?
0: Yeah.
2: And you think that's better than not existing, do you?
0: I think it is. I would prefer I would prefer it if all the animals lived in yeah. the wild. And yes. you know, and I would prefer it if I you know, I don't like the idea of, no, of course, animals yeah. being killed, I think. And I I didn't really want to get into this I was going to ask you about ham hands. But it's um <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's got it, I mean, it's it's an interesting thing to think about, but I just thought I don't I don't care enough. and I think life's about uh, pleasure to the extent of not harming anyone, any other people, especially, and certainly not kind of being AA girl and going, "Oh, I'd go and shoot a monkey just to see if that feels all right or not," because that'd be a fun way to live my life. That's not okay. Mm. You know, it's not. I think so. The idea of killing an animal to not do anything with it is bizarre yeah. and un- and horrible. Yeah. Or the, you know, so I, I. But I think the pleasure that eating meat gives me, I think, is enough for me to. Yeah personally to so i it.
2: think i think being aware of what you're eating is really important yeah like, and i think that's something you've cracked uh, I, well in, a, in australia aboriginal people they hunt for meat and when they they kill something they sort of say a prayer like a, an equivalent of a prayer thank you to that animal giving up its life and i feel that that's a really important thing because obviously so often food is food and you don't remember someone someone killed this animal or something died so i think that's a quite an important part of it yeah
0: And I have a feeling that in 20 or 30 years' time, it'll look completely... Just logistically, people Mm. won't eat as much meat as they do. I think
2: people already really realise and think about where their food has come from. A lot of the time, or people who have the luxury to think about it, I think people don't want to be unkind. It's just our bodies were made to consume a huge amount of protein very quickly, and meat is the way of doing that.
0: It is. It is. (laughs) It is. Plus, it's delicious. Uh, But if you had... I'm not going to ask the full question, but as a vegan, if you had a hand, if you'd had a choice, someone had given you a magic choice between having uh, a breast nipple that produced... uh, talcum powder, I think this is the right one, or a uh, hand made out of ham, and you'd opted for the hand made out of ham.
2: Okay, so this is a... Th-
0: this is, a, but it's like your own hand.
2: So it looks like ham, or it's actually from a pig.
0: Well, it's it, it, it looks like ham, it tastes like ham, but it's grown on your body, and no animal has died to no, make I've it. No, I've grown it. It's grown out of your own yeah. hand, and you can eat it, and it'll grow back again, so you'll still have a ham. So you're
2: asking, would I eat some of myself? Would you
0: eat... Would you eat your own ham hand if, as a vegan or would you feel that would make you a bad I vegan? Think, I
2: think I would have an operation to make me look normal again. <laughs> uh, they probably cost three grand. Just cut around it, make yeah. them fingers again.
0: <laughs> it would just sprout out again. It would, would just it? come Yeah, it would just sprout out. So I'm going
2: to be constantly nibbling.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> nibbling around it. Um, I'd, obviously there wouldn't be a vegan problem Some I'm free range yeah, and I've had a happy life <laughs> and I would know how I've been farmed. So I wouldn't, there wouldn't be a moralistic thing. I do think... I wouldn't eat my own flesh.
0: Right. Even if it just grew back again. I know I'm weird. <laughs> weird. Well, it's just interesting, though, because, you know, if, just in case that ever happens, it's good that vegans have thought about how they would cope with that. Because I think some of them wouldn't. Michael Legg wouldn't eat uh, honey-roasted peanuts. Would you eat honey-roasted peanuts? Yeah, I
2: have eaten honey-roasted yeah. peanuts, yeah. Michael Legg's, Legg's my dick, inspiration. Dick, He's much dick. stricter than I am. He's a dick. He's not a dick. <laughs> I, love, I love Michael Legg. I love That's him. He's, no, don't say it. I love Michael Legg. I, I spend so much of my life thinking, what would Michael Legg think of me if I said yes to this and then turning things down? <laughs> and it's really helped me.
0: He's all right. It was oh, good isn't... when he was in that Bollings and Nairn uh, podcast he used to do. That was, uh, that was good. So, well, uh, oh God, we can't be going on for it. It's very, been very good uh, fun uh, talking with you. <laughs>
2: Thanks. <laughs> That's it's like nice the end to, of a nice date when someone it. doesn't want to see you again. Yeah, so, hope. um, uh, this has been fun. You've got my book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if, I, if my wife ends up going off with your boyfriend, I'll have a second date I with you. I haven't
2: heard either of them laugh for uh, ages. I, <laughs> I feel like we lost them.
0: I think, I think we, we maybe got on our own again, but never mind. Uh, you were. Uh, le- oh, you've done Celebrity Squares. Has that been on yet? Your Celebrity Squares? Oh, mine squares?
2: was the first one. Oh, was
0: it? I haven't oh, seen it. Oh.
2: Oh, oh. Um, I... They
0: brought Celebrity Squares back.
2: Okay. Though,
0: officially, I think they should be calling it Squares.
2: Okay. Yes. Yes. So, everyone everyone did that programme. I think this is open. It's because they paid very well. And um, usually, for a panel show or something, you get about £1,000, which is a lot of money. That's probably three gigs or four gigs all put into one, and you use up material, or you write and you prep a lot for it. Celebrity Squares is not that. It's more money, and you just sit in a square, and someone asks you some basic quiz questions and you either know it or you don't. And all of us thought, yeah, let's take the money until it came out and now we think maybe we shouldn't have been as greedy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just do some more gigs. <laughs> do some more gigs.
0: I don't know, but in a way, sometimes... I mean, the thing with Celebrity Squares is it's quite high profile, but sometimes... But it's high
2: profile to people who don't want to see you. Yeah. Who watch ITV. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I've done ones, I think I've talked about it. And I did one called um, Best Man's Speech, which, have you seen it? Nobody's seen it. I haven't best, seen best it. Best Man's Speech? I haven't seen it. It's like it was on, I can't even, ITV4 or something like that. It was about, it was a reality, it was like a show where people, I thought it sounded like a really good idea and yeah. I wanted to do it in in spite of the money which was really good (laughs) Uh, so uh, at least
2: we're honest about that because you can't lie
0: but it was it was just it was stupid for like three or four days work it was the idea was you know a comedian would come in and help Someone write their best man speech, which is often like lots. Lots of people kind of that's what I thought it was going to be. Lots of people email you all the time and go, "Oh, you know, I'm writing a best man speech. What should I do?" And I would usually reply and give them a joke, but also just say, "Just talk about your friend in a nice way," (laughs) and try and try not to be too rude about them. But I thought it sounded like. But then it was loads of sort of stupid stunts. So the guy I did, he had to pretend he had two broken arms which sounds like the thing that that serial killer did to get women in the back of his van. Uh, but, so I think that's where they got the idea from it from. But then they couldn't do that bit because, you know, he's just... Well, actually, his friend's getting married. It's not even him. So, you know, that could be the way he finds his girlfriend. Uh, but uh, so then he uh, was sort of standing outside a pub and then he had to ask people to help him answer his phone. Oh. To give him confidence. Yeah uh so that was one of the things and then uh, i think we went to an old folks home where he had to tell some jokes to some old folks but it was a little bit like look at all the crazy old people they're not gonna get what's going on and so it's a bit like oh no and the on the first day it had been all right and dave gorman had had been asked to do it as well and i I texted said yeah dave it's all right it's it's, don't worry it's fine it's good and then the second day i kind of went uh It's not really though, but Dave Gorman had agreed to do it by then, so it was too late to save Dave Gorman. <laughs> but yeah, we did, it was. But nobody saw it apart from that man, didn't and, and also, did also, you enjoy it? Uh, not really. No, no. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: but your intentions love, were good. I love the way he cheered when he. Yay,
0: hey, I saw that. Well, I didn't. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> but I did not enjoy it. I want to make it clear. It was bad. It was a, it was a, it filled uh, 45 minutes of your life that you could have spent doing something work. You could have uh, pretend, you could have wanked yourself off pretending you were Hermione. You, uh, I knew the, the sister in law of the person you were getting married to. Oh, you knew the sister in law of the person that he was getting married to. So literally, like people from the wedding watched it. <laughs> that was the viewership. So for them, my career is white, But even that guy, he's forgiven me. Ten years yeah. on, he's gone, oh, okay. Oh, he's got Steve Coogan yeah. on. I'll go and see him, see if he's got any better. Uh, but uh, thank you. Well, thanks for watching. But He's literally the only person it I've always, seen it. So it kind of felt and like... And also, awesome.
2: you do it for good intentions. And also, when I was kind of like starting as a comic, I would look at the decisions that people had made and everyone has got at least one thing, like, yeah, and it turned out to be shit or, yeah, yeah. the wrong thing. Everyone's got one. And then you learn from that lesson... And you become more selective or you realise, oh, okay, if I'm following my live journey, I don't have to kind of
0: But was Celebrity Squares really that? Because it's just a throwaway bit of TV. It doesn't really matter, it? It is really a throwaway matter, a
2: bit of TV. I get very upset with negativity on the yeah. internet. And I think some people are really, really good at going, who cares? I don't know these people. And there is, there's a kind of thing, someone sending you a horrible tweet to you is like someone shouting out of a car like it's not really personal they don't know you it's just a, an idiot and they might be very young or very drunk and i think sometimes they don't know how upset you are but i don't like it and it really upsets me <laughs> and re- people did, really didn't like celebrity squares <laughs> but michael leg loved it did he? Yeah. so it's come see come start so,
0: so i go back to what i said before <laughs> yeah. about michael leg
2: <laughs> and i've got a free pen
0: you got a free pen
2: it writes really beautifully and oh does it yeah that's nice. It does make a difference. It's
0: nice when they give you a present. They don't, most of them don't do that. I
2: love a present. Did they give you
0: a present or was it just a pen you got given to write your notes? A pen
2: and a notepad with my name engraved in it. You just stole
0: the pen and the notepad off the... No, off no, the, no. They, they, was, were,
2: they were gifts. Oh, yes, I sorry. love it when you get into a dressing room and there's presents in
0: there. Well, it doesn't happen very often. You're obviously doing very well. <laughs> it's, it, seriously, it's a level that I ever get every time, every now and again, I, but this is my career, I dip into that level where I see how the proper comedians live. Free, and uh, you kind of go time. fuck yeah. Like when I did uh, when I did Dave's one night stand, oh, yeah. where I wasn't the main one, I was Al Murray's friend. Yeah. And so yeah. I got to be his in his one. So I was doing tw- like fifteen minute routine. They gave uh, like a uh, like a mini iPod, one of those sh- iPod shuffle things. That was like the present.
2: That's amazing. Go, fuck, I would have
0: done the gig for that. That's
2: amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Hi,
0: yeah. And like, there's fruit in the dressing room and stuff. Yeah. So you know, oh, and then most places you go, and this guy. There's a pack of crisps. But
2: but I still get that with like free crisps.
0: Yeah, so do yeah. I. Unfortunately, that's the <laughs> right. I genuinely, even when I'm on a diet, if there's free food, Absolutely. I go back to being like, ah. So if there's like, like celebrations or something. Oh there. yeah.
2: <laughs> so even even while being a vegan, and it must confuse people backstage oh, yeah. because my boyfriend is just a vegetarian, not vegan. I empty whatever they've got in terms of celebrations into my bags. So they must come in and go vegan. My ass. <laughs> She's eating fifty chocolates.
0: <laughs> cool. Well, uh, let's. Um, have you ever seen a ghost? I bet you have. Why? Cuz I just reckon you've seen a ghost. I've
2: never seen a ghost. I've really you wanted have. to see one. I read a book when I was about 12 which is about how all of these levels of existence are going at the same time and a ghost is actually someone living on their level yeah. in their dimension. So they're just walking across a field but you see them walking across the room.
0: Why do they keep going? <laughs>
2: Cuz it was a wobbly <laughs> field. <laughs> Oh! <laughs> yeah. So no, I really, really want to. I, I, think, I think we all create a narrative or of how or a construct of how the world should exist. And for some people, that's aliens and ghosts, and it's a really fun world to inhabit. And other people, it's it's God and it's saints, and um, and it's exciting and it's fun. And but I've never seen a ghost. No, no. I've seen loads of spiders. Yeah. <laughs> And if I was a ghost, that is exactly what I would look like.
0: You'd come so back really, as a spider. To scare,
2: that would scare you so much more. than a.
0: Well, if I was a ghost, I'd come back as an exact representation of myself made out of spiders, that once you'd seen me, they'd all go, and then attack you. <laughs> that's what I'd do. That's, so if you could do anything, why I'd not do that? that?
2: I'd love that if that's how you came back to yeah. visit your mum. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I wanted to know, am I okay in the
0: afterlife? that <laughs> I could still see her and feel things... You get to come and go, hello, it's me, Richard Herring. We <laughs> be better, that'd be fucking cool. Really good. That's why most of the ghosts are pathetic. You've got this power to come back.
2: None of them are made of spiders. They,
0: are, they aren't, that'd be a good thing too. And have you, have you ever seen a Bigfoot?
2: No. But, I did go up believe... with a guy who was six foot seven. Yeah. And he had
0: big feet. He, he did. Let's, end, let's leave it there and we'll, we'll <laughs> what we'll do just let's say that with conviction and we'll put a big laugh uh, on the end no, it'll I be liked, like being I on, one
2: person going <laughs> 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 leave, leave that on
0: but oh, I tell you the asparagus wee thing amazing I changed my this video will change your life if you watch that uh, I'm, I'm going to do uh, I'm going to do one more it's been fun though I reckon we could carry it it's one of the ones I sort of just feel like sometimes honestly you get to this stage I mean people are feeling it a bit but you get to this stage and you just think oh it's gone on way too long it's but this one hasn't People's, got to that people, but also yeah. usually if you push on through it gets really good ah, again it gets
2: good again but I think that's people saying ah ha ha can now can we go <laughs> 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 ah ha ha ha, ha. Yes, all... no, go, you've got your big laugh the,
0: they're allowed to leave whenever they want Oh. oh no! Now they realise they're going. Um, <laughs> in... But
2: they do. They do studies on attention span. Yeah. And I do think over an hour. That's it. I need my own yeah. time again. Please but now. Toilet that's... time.
0: We talked about talk the, the serious people. bit too yeah. early. We could do the serious bit now What's and the then. We well, just we talk. we talked quite uh, uh, seriously about uh, panel shows and stuff. Oh, did we? Yeah. Well, like without you know, it was a serious con- conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a grown-up conversation two mm. grown-ups would have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Steve Co. Steve Coogan's at home now.
2: No, not yeah. back to home. He is
0: a home by no now. No
2: way. It's a slow train this time of day. There's, an, there's a
0: novel. He's He'll got... be
2: three bridges.
0: He's got... Uh... LAUGHTER The place... Just past was <laughs> he? Uh, the place Steve Coogan lives has a novel about it.
2: I've seen Steve Coogan's house. Have you? I say this when he was here. I went to university in Sussex and I around the corner from him. And this is when he was still drinking and doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> used to go to the strip clubs and that. <laughs> but you didn't hear it from me.
0: <laughs> There's a slight problem with that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 well, if we're telling Steve Cougar's stories now, I'm not, I, I, <laughs> He's allowed his privacy to live his disgusting life. <laughs>
2: Hey, so this is what. I did. so you know Hacked Off, yeah. this group. I got asked um, two weeks ago if I would perform for Hugh Grant's birthday. Oh. They said so it's organised by Hacktoff, Hacked Off every year, um, Hugh Grant it's his birthday and they have that as their yearly celebration. And it was as a trick. Because he's not a feminist. So they thought they'd book a feminist comedian as a fun trick to see how he handled it and make him put on a no more page three t shirt. Ha 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 oh, no. and um, when he put on the no more page three t shirt, he asked, Oh have you got a wet one?
0: Uh, what a shame. <laughs> Because when I did the, one celebrity gig I did was uh, which I have, have discussed, I apologize apologized for uh, repeating stories, but uh, it was for um, Theo Fennel, which is this big jewelry store, oh. and then Elton jo- every year Elton John is their main customer, they have a big celebrity party and they 're in the sh- store where earrings cost uh, well this is again ten years ago one hundred thousand pounds for two diamond earrings whatever and, um, and more than that, uh, and uh, so they get all their celebrity. Top clients to come to see this, have a big dinner, and then they have an outrageous piece of entertainment. So they'd had puppetry of the penis one year, and then one of his minions had seen talking cock the t- the show and said, "Oh, this is a brilliant show." And then they made me come and do like five minutes of it to uh, over pudding to all these celebrities, and I didn't wasn't a time I wasn't even doing stand up at the time, you know, like in that way. So I wasn't used to doing those kind of gigs, and it didn't really work uh, but, uh, but
2: no, no good comedy has ever happened where someone else has been eating pudding no and you said surprise. They <laughs> I talk to you about cots <laughs>
0: but out of every posh spice yeah. was there just looking at me like all the way through Ellen John started talking very she early she was just
2: hungry for pudding He <laughs> might be
0: and, uh, but Hugh Grant was the only person who laughed Aww. to begin with. He was laughing, and was really... And so I quite liked you, Grant, I thought... Okay. But it's because it's all about cocks, so that's why he was felt safe, didn't he, in his, <laughs> his sexist <laughs> no, world. I'm, I,
2: hey, I'm sure he's a really, really yeah. lovely person. No. It's just an odd booking... Yes. like ha 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 as a prank yeah. before we get a woman with opinions <laughs> yeah but
0: it's sort of, it's sort of he's not s- going to know what's it in it's sort of similar but it's like the it's like the uh, Wolf of Wall Street have you seen this film no, of I Wall Street? I haven't like, I didn't like want to see it I you wouldn't, wouldn't
2: like it I've seen like... Gone Girl have you seen Gone no.
0: Girl have mm. I seen Gone Girl no I haven't <laughs> <laughs> I've got to that stage where I have to ask I but, have I seen that you
2: should go together go together it's so thrilling
0: okay my wife's read the book every time we I read see. the book. Every time it's we see the. the book. Every time we see the trailer for it, mm. I my wife says I've seen. I've read the book. I didn't like it, and then I say. I
2: didn't like the book, but the film is better. And then I they say, do. what
0: happened And she tell. Then I go, is he? Did he kill or didn't she? Didn't he? And every time she tells me, and every time I forget what she said. That's what's So good. I can yeah. I can see even though I've heard three times what happens in that film, I can't remember. It's too complicated. That, that's the great thing about being 47 years old. <laughs> seriously I can. Watch, I'm just watching BoJack Horseman for the second time in about three months, and oh. I can't remember anything from okay. the first time so, I saw so it. So you're That's saying brilliant. this
2: really flippantly, but if you've seen the film Iris, yeah. you'll know that this is a very early stage <laughs> <Yeah>. of <or> something. <laughs> I, we might now all look back and go, he did try and tell us. <laughs> <laughs> his, his mind was disintegrating. <laughs> and we were like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah.
0: But in The Wolf of Wall Street, which I wouldn't say is a particularly feminist film. No. Uh, even, the, you know, it could be, because it could be going, look at these load of pricks, yeah. and, and then the women could yeah. have some... You know, but it, even right through to at the end when he's talking, there are a few women in the room. He's still talking. About, you going back to your girlfriends? You're doing this, disordering that. And then one woman goes, "You gave me twenty five thousand dollars to help my kid go to school. I love you, Wolf of Wall Street. You are the best." It's pathetic. Uh, but uh, there's like there's they are you get a professional actor. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a very good impression. <laughs> really good. The well, they have like they have the thing they have entertainment where they kind of throw a dwarf at a dartboard and they kind of discussing whether he'll die and they don't care. Uh, and they have a thing where they they've done well, and they go to they have we got Tracy from the Counts, and she's agreed to shave off all her hair yeah, for ten yeah. thousand dollars. So it's awful. But the thing
2: that's awful is,
0: but it's like it, our gigs it, that we it's like these gigs. It's like rich well, no, people but the real paying to lives
2: people. That's what's awful. Is you going? Oh, isn't it awful that horrible horror film that actually is based on reality? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the real people live. It's their real, lives but that
0: way. these people get to that powerful position, and then so both in both your your story of you being sent someone as a joke, mm. and my story is being me being there as like a. It's like a medieval jester, oh, he's going to come and do something outrageous. Oh, but the queen of Elton John doesn't like it, so none of us are going to enjoy it now. Uh, it, you know, so it's about, the it's about paying someone to kind of mildly humiliate them for, for your own entertainment. It's a bit horrible, isn't it? i glad i We not got rich.
2: paid. I don't think anyone feels sorry for us. If we, do, we got a story and we got paid. If you do
0: too many celebrity squares, though, you'll end up having that kind of money and then you'll be behaving like My dream is to be like all that.
2: of the squares.
0: <laughs> Imagine.
2: All nine, whoever they come to, back to Pasco.
0: <laughs> it's all very interesting. So that was the serious bit. We talked seriously. about feminism. i seriously. About feminism. I'm, uh, if I have to come down one side, which which is it when you like the feminism? Is that feminist or sexist? Which is that... <laughs> They're so similar. It's difficult to know. I'd like to see myself as a sort of sex sexist feminist.
2: You stuck up for me on Twitter. I was saying Joel on the way here. So you stuck up for me when a man a man had, had said that um, they should be more women on panel shows, and then said that I was part of the problem of why there aren't women on panel shows because when I'm on them, I was rude and you stuck up for me and you said a dick, that guy but you, you pointed out very well you said you've come so far around of not being sexist that you're now sexist <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <It's, it's, laughs> yeah.
0: well he sort of decided he said oh there, it's ridiculous there's, an, there's one woman on the show and then he's criticising material and it's like what well, you said uh, so you want women on the but you want well, to then police, police their material <laughs> which is true and then it's just yeah it's like he was trying to be so right on yeah that he kind of lost himself yeah. in his our, own our right logic. to
2: be there is to be as bad as any of the
0: guys <laughs> <laughs> and it was good that bit about spraying on the toilet seat anyway so fuck off uh, but uh, anyway yes people don't know what we're talking about go look through my Twitter feed if you're that bothered go back four months to look at the <laughs> <laughs> I have all the, because it was, what, with g- g- those panel shows, what gets me? We, we, I really like uh, Would I Lie to You. I think it's a oh, yeah, really great too. format. But there, there's no, absolutely no reason on earth why that shouldn't be 50 50 men and women. In fact, there's A, a women are fucking liars. Yeah. So there should be, <laughs> there should be loads of them on there. <laughs> but B it should be that would make it much better if it's men, like men and women because there's sort of many different people and different types of people but like yeah. that would be a, it's, there's no reason I it's not compatible. it's really hard because
2: actually if you're one of those people who is a producer people really do believe that no one will watch your programme unless there's famous people on it so you'd, yeah. you'd always much rather have a TV presenter of either gender than somebody that people haven't heard of and it is difficult because actually parlour games any, actually anyone could do them most yeah. panel shows anyone would be good edited down riffing uh, being witty occasionally they're not it's not rocket science no. but they think people tune in for a certain person that they like so they have some they odd truth I mean,
0: but it, nearly everyone's good on it because yeah. even you know you get someone uh, they not they have two comedians and two celebrities mm. right on that show i'd like two, you know celebrity mm. people and the the regular guys who are all good but are all nearly men yeah. so they've got a very good relationship but it's a shame they're all men because they don't need to be uh, well, they you know they yeah. can't help it. They are. Yeah, they, yeah that's it. I was going to say. I, mean, you know, I
2: yeah, reckon so David
0: Mitchell, you, you... you could turn into a woman pretty easily. Oh, can you? Yeah, then it would be. You know, then that's they can still have if they just chopped off his cock, He doesn't probably even use it anymore. Women aren't just men with chopped off locks. Just off. <laughs> That's not what we are. Fashion it into we're, some kind of we're not cockless men. <laughs> we're a whole different thing. It would look. It's not a perfect world but it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> I'm trying to help. Women and eunuchs on panel I'm trying to help. I'm going to go to the producer, would I like to? You? Point out about the lying women thing. They'll go, oh yeah, good point. Let's have all women on. And then they go, no, hold on, because then everyone will know they're all definitely lying because they're all women. That's probably the reason. Because men never lie. That's the, the, and that's the other the drawback with it. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm, I'm like Dapper Laughs. I am so, I'm so...
2: Have you read Lee Kern's thing that he wrote about Dapper Laughs? Yes, I have. Isn't it brilliant? Well, it, it's... It's so it brilliant. It is... What he pointed out so well is that people argue that it's snobbery when it's not. It's ideology and that people do have a responsibility. Sorry if neither of those names mean anything
0: to you, but yeah, it's nice. really brilliant. They don't really know Dapper Laughs. I like the fact that the headline of it is You Have Created an Almanac for Rapists. <laughs> yeah. I just like that's the headline. Go to Chortle and there's the. Huffington Post, yeah. You, you, are, you are. You've created. Dapper Laughs has created an almanac for rapists. I just thought it was an almanac. <laughs> to be honest, it's like the idea that rapists go, mm, I must get my almanac. <laughs> I think most rapists would go to some kind of of rapopedia or (laughs) I don't think I I must find it (laughs) out I must find a 19th century version of how to do the thing I want to... I'm not going to come into the modern world. I'm going to get an almanac. That's my favourite thing about that. But the, 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 the fact that there's such an I don't think you have really odd... got the point of it. <laughs> I've got distracted by every time the I say it. I enjoyed reading the article. still there on the my major You've created an almanac for rapists. Does this predict what will happen to the rapists? In a few? Is that what it is? Is it this, this the coming year for the rapist? I think this is brilliant stuff. Uh, so um, <laughs> if I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it anywhere. Uh, but yes. Yeah, so um, there should there's, some, there's someone who laughed in a very weird way that, at the back there, like a kind of elf would laugh, like that makes me think. Now nah, I've quite been quite tired, yeah. Which I'm overtired, yeah. Which has led to this. Uh, abomination at the end. Has this become uh, an
2: episode of Twin Peaks? <laughs> I
0: think a little help has appeared at the back. <laughs> it's working. He doesn't even know he's on his own. Everyone else has gone home. He's just sitting here still talking alone. Uh, maybe we should go home. Uh, fucking hell. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's been nice. it's been very nice talking with you. I really and liked coming
2: here. Thank you. Good for having luck with
0: you and all the young comedians. I don't care if you do replace me. I'll just carry on. I can carry on doing this. It doesn't, doesn't matter that I'm you not. You
2: have a brilliant career, no, and, and I always find it odd when you are. I don't know if it's self deprecating or if you genuinely sometimes think. But I mean, you some... everyone respects you. Everyone everyone would love to be where you are.
0: I know it's gone brilliant. I'm really... It's I'm, it's, <laughs> it's uh no in a way in a sort of lying-to-yourself way. <laughs> I am... <laughs> but like <I'm>... a woman. <laughs> <Just> trying... <laughs> I'm very like a woman. I'm very happy about my feminine side. Uh, but, uh, no, it is... It's, it, the, the, the thing you want, I think, as a comedian, I think what, if you're a proper comedian, is the autonomy to do what you want to do. And if you can do that on Celebrity Squares, then that's good. Uh, but if you can do that on TV, that's an amazing thing to do.
2: But no-one has it on TV. You have it because people come to a gig because they want to see you. Yeah. That's the only autonomy you have.
0: I think Stuart Lee genuinely has the proper autonomy who's that TV. guy I don't know he's guy. no one watches it but it's apparently a really good show but he don't know. he's, but, but he's battled no, very he hard has, to yes. get to a he point has, where he has complete yeah. control of what he's doing on TV yeah. And, yeah, that is... and also
2: I, I think as well in every generation there are very few spots for that in terms of television but in terms of the well, live circuit like... you just want to be some people's favourite comedian yeah. and then that's a huge achievement
0: yeah am I your favourite comedian <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Sarah Pascoe. Fantastic. You have been listening to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Sarah Pascoe. This music is by Pest. Thanks to Orange Mark at the British Comedy Guide, all the staff at the Leicester Square Theatre podcast arena, which is the Leicester Square Theatre, and Chris Evans, not that one, nor any of the other ones, uh, and his team, his Welsh team, all Welsh misfits. It was produced by Ben Walker. It's a fuzz. Go faster, and Sky Potato Productions. Thanks for listening to the podcast. There are lots of ways uh, to pay me back. The main one is just tell your friends about this podcast and let them come and listen to it if you think they will enjoy it. You can also go to com and buy a DVD or a badge. com slash badges. There is a sale on at the moment. com slash sale. Check out some of the stuff there. Loads of bargains to be had. Uh, or you can come see me on tour. RichTang.com slash gigs. We'll get you to all my tour dates. Um... Or you can come and see the show here at the Leicester Square Theatre. If it's still running when you're listening to this, uh, go to my website and there'll be a link to the Leicester Square Theatre website. Or just Google Leicester Square Theatre and you'll get straight here. Uh, Buy a ticket. The people who come here have a wonderful time. It feels like there's something else you could do to help us, but I can't think what it is now. So why don't you just go away and do something less boring instead? Why don't you? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.
1: Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
0: Thanks for listening. richardherring.com slash gigs. gofasterstripe.com for all my books, downloads, all that sort of shizzle. Oh, yeah, I know all the cool words. And um, would love to see you
1: on the, on the Can I Have My Ball Back tour if you can make it. Bye.